0: Love talk Radio. Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki, and this is Jensen Ackles, and you're listening to Winchester Radio.
1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Winchester Radio. Um, uh, we are back. Um, got a new episode to talk about tonight, episode 19 of season 11, titled The Chitters. That's a C-H-I-T-T-E-R-S. <laughs> um Written by Nancy Wan and directed by Eduardo Sanchez. And um, we're going to talk about it for a while, uh, Becky and I. And maybe later on, if anybody's got any questions or comments, uh, we welcome you all to call in and discuss it. Um, I really, I, I liked this episode. It was definitely a change of pace from the last one, which was uh, Hell's Angel. There was a lot going on in that one and had a lot of big happenings with Crowley and Lucifer and Amara and everything else. And then this one just just kind of went, it kind of went down in the valley. If that was like a mountaintop episode, this went down in the valley. And I mean that in a good way. Um, it was a little more slowly paced I guess you could call it a monster of the week, definitely had a monster, though the arc for the season was at least uh, mentioned, talked about. um, There may or may not have been a little bit of subtle hints where things might be headed later on. And, of course, there there were some um, obvious parallels between uh, uh, the brother's Jesse and Maddie and Sam and Dean, maybe some not so immediately guessed parallels between Jesse and uh, Cesar and Sam and Dean, and uh, but definitely uh, similar things about hunting and um, Jesse and Cesar hunting. I think made Sam and Dean think about their own hunting life also, and maybe the end to their. Hunting life, and it could actually be a hopeful one and a happy ending, maybe someday. I think that's one of the um, little themes of this season: is that maybe Sam and Dean used to think they're they're going out swinging, that they're going to die in a blaze of glory, and it'll be a monster or or. Or worse, or worse, much worse. Somebody like Amara that gets them, and that could still happen. But I think this season they actually found a little hope that maybe maybe they would get old enough to retire. Sam's got his retirement brochure tucked away in his in his uh, keepsake box, and then this one, the hunters. Um, Jesse finally got his revenge, and they said that's it. They agreed, and they're done with the hunting life and. They're going to um, retire and raise horses, hopefully. <laughs> they're going to give it a try. And I hate it to be cynical and think, well, you know, you can retire from the hunting life, but maybe the hunting life won't retire from you. You know, like, could they actually walk away? But I think they're going to give it a, a, good, a good try. Um, I really like them first in this episode, and I think Nancy Wan has a real back for that. Uh, coming up with guest characters that are, uh, they're good ones. They're interesting and multilayered, and you just, you like them. You end up rooting for them, and you understand them, and maybe you don't like everything that they do, like like the, the ex-sheriff in this episode made some wrong choices, but you understood because he had lost his daughter and probably wasn't thinking clearly. So I, I really liked that about her and her writing. Um, what did you think, Becky? I don't want to like, uh, i talking for a monologue about this episode, but I, you know, <laughs> for being such a quiet, but I'm so sorry, but I, I think for like this episode for being kind of like a quiet little episode, the, the more I thought about it and watched it, the more I had going on. So, Anyway.
2: I, yeah, you described it perfectly there. Quiet little episode, and and that's that's kind of how I felt about it. Especially to me, it seemed like it was two different episodes, kind of because once um, Cesar and Jesse came into the storyline, it seemed like the story, the episode changed. It changed into a the first half seemed like your regular, normal Monster of the Week episode. And then once um, Jesse and Cesar came into it, it's like, I don't know how to describe it. It came more serious, more, like, you, you know, more, ah, uh, it's hard to describe, but it changed into a more serious, I think, even kind of beautiful episode. And mm-hmm. I just, I just really, really, really liked it. The first half was, you know, standard supernatural monster of the week. Jesse and Cesar, their storyline and everything that happened after that, it seemed like it was filmed differently. Um, and everything, it just felt like a whole different episode and more kind of like, you know, maybe like a movie, you know, more, Mm -hmm. you know, more dramatic, more, more, just more basically. And Mm -hmm. I, I really liked it. Um, there were a lot of, just to get this out of the way, there were a lot of actors in the episode who have been on the show before. Um, for instance, um, Connor Stanhope, who played Maddie, um, Jesse's brother, who had died, um, he was uh, one of the ghost kids in the real Ghostbusters back in season five, and um, one of the creepy kids. So that was cool. Um, Edda Fraser, the blonde woman that Sam and Dean go and talk to, uh, that's April Talett. She was the, uh, uh how do you say it? Uh, basically she was the whore in Frontierland. Um <laughs> that started um, um, Dean and <laughs> Fancy Lady. Fancy lady. Yeah, we there, think we there could there go, with go with fancy lady. <laughs> uh she um she had the big um sore on her lip you know so dean was like "Ugh." um and plus the actress Mm. april tellick she's great back when we were doing one of our charity fundraisers back a few years ago she actually donated to us her script for frontier land so Mm. that we could auction for charity so um, it was great seeing her again um and then of course candace mcclure who played the sheriff um, she was in, uh, everybody knows her from, I'm sure, Battlestar Galactica, of course, her biggest role, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. But she was in my very favorite Dark Angel episode. Um, if you didn't watch Dark Angel, um, Jensen was on that show the second season. He was in one episode in the first season and played a different character in the second season. And he was basically friends with uh, Dog Man. <laughs> it was a mutant dog man guy and um, the mutant dog guy had fallen in love with Candace McClure's character but she was blind and she did not know that he had the facial features of a dog so she wanted to know what he looked like so Jensen's character Alex stepped in and it's one of the most beautiful scenes she her hands are caressing Jensen's face to see what you know the dog guy looked like Joshua was his name and just you know, you, it was just a really tender kind of emotional moment, and you could see the emotion on Jensen's character and on Joshua and on Candace McClure characters. It's a really beautiful, really beautiful scene. If you want to go watch it, it's Dark Angel season two, of the episode's "Dog Day Afternoon." Great, great, great
1: episode. It is a great episode. We just, when I, re- I remember those scenes. You're reminding me of them, and they were absolutely gorgeous. And she has the most beautiful eyes. Kendall. Oh, she's so pretty. McClure, very, very pretty, and beautiful eyes. Real, it, real
2: quick though. Here, no, um, go, go ahead, ahead. Go ahead.
1: No, no. Go I ahead. just
2: want to say I want to get I want to get a few of my little nitpicks out of the way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, okay. Because <laughs> because overall overall I thought it was a great episode. Like I said, it was beautifully well done loved mm-hmm. the new characters um but a few little nitpicks um when sam um at the beginning and they're in the bunker and he pulls up the news article about the story if you pause it and you read the story which i always like to do um mm-hmm. one thing, which is cool we we one thing is cool is we get a timeline you know we always want to know what year is it on supernatural because there's been so many time jumps and everything <laughs> it's
1: true. um the news
2: article is dated February 2016. So Ah. we know it's this year and it's February, apparently. Mm
0: -hmm. Um,
2: (laughs) Yes. (laughs) But the article he's reading talks about um, monsters with red eyes, not green.
0: Mm.
2: So, um, you know, since they... I'm sure since whoever wrote up that story, you know, they changed the eyes from red to green, maybe because... Theme, um, you know crossroads demons have red eyes so you know right. maybe that's why they changed it um which not really that was nitpicks, one of my you know, you that was let,
1: one of my nitpicks that was one of mine because hey. <laughs> i i paused it to read the story and i went red eyes oh no that must have been like they wrote the story from like an earlier version of the script and then they realized oh can't have red eyes they're too well known iconically as as the crossroads demons eyes I so like, they had, they, but they didn't change the article. But that leads me to another question. But go ahead, finish, and then I'll go back and ask my question. Okay. I like that. I'm not the only one who likes
2: to pause and read the articles. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Did you think the writer's and, name um, meant anything? Did you think the writer's name meant anything? It was such an odd name. It was the initial was the A, and then remember? it was the initial A, and then it was. Hertzak, H R Y T Z A K. Hmm, I don't know. That's yeah. A, that's, I, I mean, I, I haven't had a chance to like Google it, but I it could have been anything, you know. I mean, somebody right could have been acknowledging a teacher or something from years ago. Who knows? But it was an unusual name. So, anyway,
2: Uh and then my other nitpick, which. I think, I, you know, a lot of people were, you know, didn't like it. At the end when they're standing around the fire, and Sam tells about how when he was a kid waiting on John and Dean to come home, he was always worried that a vamp or a Rougarou would get them. Well, as we mm-hmm. all know, as Supernatural watchers know, Sam and Dean didn't know that vampires existed until season one. And they had never heard of a Rougarou until season five so or right. season 4 season 4 mm-hmm. season 4 so what i you know i just wish you know it it would have been easier for them to put you know monster or ghost or yeah. you know, just a generic mm-hmm. you know a generic monster yeah. term in there instead of naming specifically vamp and ruguru which are the two two that we know that they didn't know about you know, back then. So.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and it's unfortunate because not just one, but both of them, Sam mentioned. Yeah, you know, were yeah. have 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 issues, but it is it is it's a nice one. like you said. Probably just a generic. I was afraid a monster would get you know you and Dad, and being a little kid, probably he would have thought monster. You know, something simple like monster. Right. Right. Um, like that. Oh, so you know. Yeah. I. I I agree on on that. I mean, it's still it's still a really nice moment, but just the fact that it's like, hmm, I wonder if Nancy Wan thought or whoever put that in because sometimes other writers suggest things or take a pass or whatever thought, hey, this is great. We'll be specific. That's really cool. We'll mention specific monsters. It's like, oops, yeah. <laughs> nope, right. <laughs> yeah um but uh, like you said, they're nitpicks, you know um you'd have to pause that story to read it, you know, and find that out and then you know it's a, that one at the end is a little more obvious, but it's still not enough to like make you make you not like the whole episode exactly you know, it's not exactly make you crazy the 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 earlier the episode before where they talked about the Grand canyon and and all that mm-hmm. you know, that one is a, is a <laughs> Just yeah, <laughs> I think fandom wide, <laughs> right. fandom wide. Yeah. That one is a mm-hmm. one mm. of the bugs. Yeah, yeah. and it also it was Ben Edlin who really should have known better, but but he admitted it. You know, he said, "I'm sorry." You know, that's on me and, and whatever. So you know, it happens. It Happens on every show. It's not just not just this one. Not just ours. But right. Right. Yeah, it happens. Oh, speaking of the of the story the newspaper article. I thought it was very funny at the end when it says, well, unless they go out and find a comic book in the woods, there's no, no mutants here or something like that. It <laughs> <me up>. yeah. <laughs> and, and that she was turning into a mutant, you know, and, and everything. I don't know. And it made me laugh. Somebody had fun with that story. It was, it was cool to see. Um, but that it me to a question when Sam talks about the newspaper article and the creature having green eyes, and Dean says, demon? I'm like, we've never met a demon with green eyes, right?
2: I was wondering the same thing, yeah.
1: And are there demons
2: with green eyes?
1: Because de- or Dean doesn't sound surprised
2: at all. <laughs> I'm just wondering, you know, they've seen demons with black eyes, they've seen demons with red eyes, is he just assuming... Green eyes is another we've form of demon, with,
1: you know. We've seen yellow eyes, red eyes, black uh, eyes, right. white eyes. Lilith. Lilith had white mm-hmm. eyes. Right, right. And the gen, the gin had kind of bright blue eyes, and then shapeshifters flash. They just kind of flash the light. But jinn, jinn or gin, not demons. But aren't they, didn't they have kind of blue, like that kind of. They just bright, had a blue, blue shimmer all over their whole body kind of. Thing. Right. Right, so there could be demons with green eyes. Could mean something, but but Dean says it like he's not surprised, you know, mm-hmm. like like. So that's interesting. I wonder. I mean, Dean may be. know something there's
2: that they've just, they've never. Sh- yeah, Dean may know of a green-eyed demon. Wait, they just haven't shown it on the up on the show.
1: So. Mhm. Well, there's the whole expression, um, you know, jealousy is the green-eyed monster. So I don't know. Maybe they're who knows. Maybe they're selling the seed for later. Could happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but usually like something with green eyes isn't scary. I mean, they managed it in this episode. These were creepy. They were these were creepy creatures. But I guess it depends on the green. But usually you're like, eh, red scary, black scary, white yellow, but green, eh. <laughs> um. and and April, speaking of April Tellick and her character in this her, her whole scene was superb she was so funny and the way she talked to Sam and Dean, and then she started flirting with Sam. And speaking of green eyes, that reminded me of it. <laughs> she says, when yeah, you have yeah. got the jitters. Their, their eyes you know, were shown like emeralds, and she's kind of giving Sam the look. <laughs> you know? I like that. Right? Right? Oh, it's a me laugh, also, and the I way like... she looks at him and flirts, and then the way Dean looks at her, and, this, and he's like, oh, okay. <laughs> and Sam's like, what?
2: <laughs> what, what, what? I
1: like how Dean, mm-hmm. whenever
2: somebody, whenever a girl flirts with Sam or something, Dean's always like, you know, he's like, why, yeah. you know, why would you flirt with him? <laughs> he's just always like, thinks it's hilarious, you know. So I, I think that's, yes. always, I love it. But yeah. I, what I think, what I even liked more in that scene was when Sam commented on the white sage, and she said, "Oh, you really know your herbs," and Dean gives him a yes. look because. Earlier in the episode, they had that epi- had that little talk about how Sam had smoked pot before. <laughs>
0: so and,
2: and Dean was teasing him about that. So that little look was like, "Yeah, you do."
1: <laughs> <laughs> On many levels, which was awesome. It worked because of the, the whole pot conversation, like you said, and also it's it's true. He knows them very well just because of the work they do. You know, much more mundane thing, but yes, it, it worked great. There was a lot of there was a lot of humor in this episode, you know, brothers. fun first, stuff, in, and the,
2: in the first half, though, I you know, because it's like mm-hmm. they said, it felt like two two different episodes before Cesar and Jesse came into it. It was your standard supernatural monster mm-hmm. of the week episode, and and it's like when. You know so you' got all your brotherly jokes and everything, but you know when Jesse and Cesar come in, it's like the episode changes to a more poignant maybe I don't know mm-hmm. it, just, it, mm-hmm. just felt, it just felt so so much different
1: mhm, yeah, like I said she's she's got a such a knack for giving you characters that they're they, they you just meet them like in the episode, and you really feel for them. And, you know, you, you like them, you cheer for them, you know, or even if, you know, they did something wrong, like the sheriff, you still like, you can understand, you know, you don't approve of of what he did. They, Jesse, basically all alone, you know, to, to be the one kid, you know, crying monster and and not supporting him. But you understand because the poor man had just lost his daughter, you know, killed by these same crazy creatures. So at least you can understand, you know, and who knows, maybe, maybe if you had been in that position, maybe you would have made the same decision, you know, who knows? People do crazy things when they're oh, grieving.
2: That reminds me of a, hmm? of another little, of another, that reminds me of another little um, nitpick I had, which, you know, I think I know in my County and I, it may be different other places, but in my County, sheriff is an elected position. I don't know mm. if that's how it is every, every, everywhere, but it is here. She specifically says the sheriff in this episode, Candace McClure's character, Sheriff Tyson, I think is who she was. Um she specifically says she's only lived in that town two years. I'm like, mm-hmm. Wow <laughs> You know, two years and you're sheriff, that's that's pretty bad, <laughs> you know. <laughs>
1: and she's young and and she's young for a sheriff as as yeah. well. I am a woman. And a woman, as we know,
2: that's
1: hard.
2: You know, it's hard to get a job as a sheriff, as a woman, even though we have seen Sheriff Jody, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we have um, Mm -hmm. Donna. I don't think, uh, is Donna a sheriff? I think she's a sheriff. I'm not sure. She wasn't when we first saw her, Mm -hmm. but I think when we last saw saw her, she was a sheriff. I don't remember. Right. But, yeah. So. This show is great, I think. You know, it, the show gets a lot of flack for supposedly killing off the female characters, which, as you know, that bugs the crap out of me mm-hmm. when people say that. Mm-hmm. Supernatural's an e supernatural's an equal opportunity killer. They kill everybody. Um, I think they're great with the um, women characters and giving, you know, strong, mm-hmm. powerful women. Because Sheriff mm-hmm. Jody, Sheriff Donna... Um, now, Sheriff Tyson, you know, just, that's just three mm-hmm. women sheriffs. That's the show that, not to mention all of the other strong women. So, I think Supernatural needs more credit than it's given.
1: I think so too. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not women getting killed; everybody gets killed. <laughs> Supernatural. Exactly. You know,
0: so. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um. Um. Speaking of. Um, another really cool thing about this episode that and we talked about a kind of a similar thing in Robbie's episode, um, uh, Safe House. The hunters, uh, Cesar and Jesse, uh, Dean understandably, they're they're uh they all went out for beers after meeting up in the woods and Cesar coming up and saving Dean, so of course, you know, definitely at least buy him a beer so they're sitting around talking and then Jesse and Caesar are beck- bickering and in the and Dean says um, he says man you you fight like brothers even worse than us and Caesar says well it's more like an old married couple and it takes Dean a second but he but he picks up pretty quickly that he means that literally that Jesse and Caesar are 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 not just hunters they're married hunters which never mind Anything else? It's just interesting for we don't see it too often. um, A married couple as hunters. There's that, and then and Dean even says, "What's it like settling down with another hunter?" <laughs> and he says, mm-hmm. "What smelly, dirty, and twice as worried about about someone getting ganked." And that basically works for pretty much any hunter couple. <laughs> Never mind that one. Right. It works right. For him in, it works for him and Sam too. <laughs> you know, that works only. But it was like, oh. Okay. And it just, it wasn't like a big, yeah, Yeah. it was like, it wasn't a big deal. Um, They didn't have to carry on and on. There was no big comments. There was no big discussion. It's just like, well, why would Dean have a clue? You know, he just met them, you know, and barely knew them for probably 10 or 15 minutes. And then it was like, oh, all right, you know, whatever. And then they just go on from
2: there. (laughs) Yeah, because he just, you know, he finds out, you know, Yep, they're married. Okay, just like, you know, millions of other people are married
1: and you just move on, which I mm-hmm. love. You know, and you know, yeah, I love it. It was great. Point, yeah. you know. It wasn't like a like a reason to, you know, get, get on a soapbox about anything, you know. Um it was just their characters, just like any other characters on there. And they survived, which was awesome. I really love them. I I was actually sorry to too. see them retire from hunting because I was hoping to see them again. I thought they were great. I really I yeah. Oh, and here's another thing: they're they're not just a, they're not just a, they're not just married hunters. They're not just gay married hunters. They're gay, biracial married hunters. <laughs> you know, it's like and again, didn't matter. It was just like all right, moving on. So I yeah. And then Robbie of course had the um the couple that owned the the spooky house and their child they were a lesbian couple and she just says, Oh, my wife is out of town. Again. That's it. Nothing's made of it. Yeah. With the story. I, yeah. I, I
2: think I think it's great, supernatural, you know, unlike uh mm-hmm. you know, some other shows, I, you know
0: mm-hmm. real
2: you know, just people are people. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. you know, who you love. Mm-hmm you're just yeah. for people. And you know, supernatural just yep, they're people and they just, you know, move right on. And I, I like you. I love C- Cesar and Jesse and I really really hope you see them again. I just we've seen, you know, we've seen more hunters through the years, you know. Mm-hmm. I I even though Gordon was a bad guy, I always loved his episodes. I wish mm. they hadn't killed. I wish they hadn't killed him off. I loved him. Of course, you know, Bobby and Rufus, you, everybody who mm-hmm. listens to this podcast knows my feelings on Bobby <laughs> and Rufus, and, you know, I wish they were still around. Um, Garth, you know, loved him, and, you know, mm-hmm. turned they turned him into a werewolf, so, you know, can't mm-hmm. really do much with him anymore. Um, you know, then talking about married couples, there was Isaac and Tamara. From season three, season opener, um, with mm-hmm. you know the seven deadly sins, um, I think right. that's the only right off the off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. That's the only married yeah. hunter hunter couple that I can remember. And of course, you know Isaac was killed. Um, yeah. Just I just really I I like it when Supernatural brings new hunters into the into the show. You know, mm-hmm. it opens up the hunter hunter world, shows us what. You know, Sam and Dean aren't the only ones out there, and other hunters do it in mm-hmm. different ways. And Art and um, Art Cesar, I, C- I don't know why I don't keep calling him Art Cesar and <laughs> Jesse. I, I keep calling him Art in my head. I don't know why Cesar and huh. Jesse. Maybe because he was so. Maybe because he was so pretty. He was like a work of art. Maybe that's what my head is mm-hmm. saying. I don't <laughs> know.
1: So hey, with that. But, <laughs> I'm sure
2: he'd agree. Yeah. She'd <laughs> be
1: like, Yeah, I am okay with that. <laughs> um Yeah, he had a but, are, but, um the actor. He
2: had a great voice. He had such a great voice. Oh Yes. And he he came onto Twitter today. He joined Twitter. Um oh. I retweeted um with Winchester Bros. I retweeted his tweet. Um, Hugo Ateo. Um he and he the what made me think of it, he's to prove that it's him, he tweeted a little video on his account. Where he's saying Mm. yes, follow me on Twitter, you know, and yeah, that voice, (coughs) awesome. Really great. Rumor is I'm I'm not sure how to pronounce Mm -hmm. Jesse's running. That'd be my guess. R U M O H R, I think. Rumor, you can follow Mm -hmm. him on Twitter as well. And um, Eduardo Sanchez, the director, um, a couple of hours ago, he tweeted this great um, picture. It's a screen cap from the show with um, Sam Sam and Dean and Cesar and Jesse in it with um, text on it, bring back hashtag Hunter Husbands. And he <laughs> um, tweeted, spread oh, the like good that. word, hashtag Supernatural, hashtag SPN Family, hashtag Hunter Husbands. So, yeah, we retweeted that on the Winchester Rose account too. So you go there. If you like if you want to bring them back, retweet it too. Let's see how many retweets <laughs> I can get because, yeah,
1: yeah. We, we want the Hunter okay. Husbands. We want the hunter husbands back, hunter husbands yeah that's 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 a um good hashtag for that i i yeah, I was actually i mean it was i thought it was a really like beautiful moment where um they talk about this is it, you know we we uh uh got the revenge, we accomplished what we're going to do, we're done, we're hanging up our spurs, you know we're gonna buy that horse ranch. And now they have the coin, which is also another lovely thing, the coin that um, Maddie was going to sell to fund him and Jesse's trip to California when they were young. Now it will still help his his brother Jesse and his husband uh, Cesar retire from the hunting life. And that was a really beautiful moment. And Dean and Sam had just talked right before that about, hey, you know, um, these are great guys, great hunters maybe they'll help with Amara and and uh, the darkness and everything else going on. And then they didn't have a clue and just said, oh, well, this is it for us. And then Jesse says, well, do you need help, you know, saving your hides? And Dean's like, nope, we're good. And I thought that was just gorgeous that he just let it go, just like Sam said. You know, it's like um, um, he says two hunters make it to the finish line. And Dean says, you leave that alone. And I, yeah. I think that's just great. And I think they're also like thinking a little bit again, like I said, they're hoping that maybe they'll be able to do the same. And so I, I'm gonna miss them. I really hope to see them again. Maybe something will draw them out. But that's another thing that is going through this season. The characters are surviving. You know, more often than not. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're right. surviving. Like and it's a it's a I love that. <laughs> You know, keep doing it. Not everybody has to die at the end of the
0: episode. And, and, um,
1: I mean, I hope to see them again. I hope to see Eileen, the Death Hunter, again. You know, she was yes, awesome. Yeah. And she survived. And, and yeah. So, so definitely, I would love to see Jesse and Cesar again. And um, and that was a, a, a sweet moment when they give Maddie a hunter funeral. You know, a beautiful. Um, kind of a hunter's funeral, and it was just a nice moment. They I said, think, "You know, you know, we did it." And he said, "You know, uh, you did it." And he said, "No, we did it." Thank you. You know, it was just a a really nice moment. Anyway, yes.
2: I think the most beautiful scene in the whole episode. and It's just a little little one, and it's I would think it's probably a directorial thing. I don't. It may be in the script. I, I'm not sure. Uh, but it was when Jesse gets the coin finally from um, when he finds Maddie and he gets the coin back and they're playing mm-hmm. the soft music and they show Jesse as a little boy looking at the coin to Jesse now looking at the coin. Mm. And to me, that just tugged at my heart, you know, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, and I, I had to make a note on that. Oh, it's a, just a beautiful scene. And Eduardo Sanchez, if that was you, Fantastic if it was the editor, fantastic if it was the writer, fantastic. You know, it, whoever mm-hmm. did it, it, it was it was just a great little moment, and I, I love that they mm-hmm. did And it also kind of pointed out that the little boy at the beginning, the actor does look a lot like the actor playing, you know, Jesse Now. You know, mm-hmm.
0: their they yeah.
2: their face very similar, just you know, grown up mm-hmm. version, little boy version. And Mm -hmm. it kind of, you know, because the actor playing Jesse Lee, Rumor, is, you know, is a big, tough, strong-looking guy. And it kind of makes you think of, you know, when Jesse was little and, you know, he's talking about, you know, I'm I'm guessing maybe the first boy he liked, Jackie, Mm -hmm. and uh, his brother Matty was telling him, you know, about other kids that will beat him up, you know, because of Mm -hmm. that, unfortunately. And it makes me mm-hmm. think without Maddie there to protect him, if he just grew up big and tough and everything to protect himself from the bigots of the world, you know, it, it, it just, you know, kind of made me think of that. You know, he was a little kid, little bitty guy, and he had his brother taking care mm-hmm. of him. Without his brother, he turned into a big guy to take care of himself. Yeah, yeah. And we also found
1: out that he was an EMT, which is- Yes,
2: I like that too, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, obviously uh, someone, someone who can take care, care of themselves. Yes. right. Yeah, <laughs> 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 and then Caesar says time to start living. Which yeah, yeah, they were just great. We spent a lot of time talking about two characters that aren't Sam and Dean, which again mark up a really great original character guest characters in this episode. Mm-hmm. They were
2: my favorite thing. They were my favorite part of the whole episode. I mean if you okay, you know, they're always talking about a spin off. You know, always mm-hmm. hey, hunter husbands. That's I'm right. totally behind a spin off of that. I would oh, I would watch that. So Yeah. Yeah. See that CW people spin that off. <laughs> you, like, yeah. you know hey, I, I think it. <laughs> we got to spin it off for you, <laughs>
1: Hunter Huston. Oh my god,
2: that <laughs> would be so yeah. much better than
1: Bloodlines.
2: Oh my god,
1: oh, pretty much anything would be, but <laughs> <laughs> anything Honey would be better
2: than Bloodlines.
1: <laughs> yeah, don't worry, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm afraid so. Yes, I I again, it's like I'm I'm disappointed they're retiring because. <laughs> wanted to see them again maybe we'll see them again anyway that would be really cool well, you but, know um,
2: like, like, like you said earlier once you're you know retired
1: hunters aren't really retired you
2: know, there's yeah. always something happens and
1: yeah I mean so. they would have a hard time like oh that was um, that was another conversation they had uh, towards the beginning when they were like they never like it, um, they hadn't heard Sam and Dean hadn't heard of um, Cesar and Jesse, and this is because they mostly hunted in Mexico. Is that what he said? hmm sure? Yep. Okay. And they come in Texas had heard of every family. now and then. Yeah, coming to Texas every now and then. And um, and then he said, well, we've heard of the Winchesters, but we thought you did it a few years ago. And you kind of say, oh, yeah, which time, you know, because right. they do that a lot. <laughs> That's what I was
2: wondering. <laughs> yeah, you know, he – he yeah. specifically said a couple years ago, so I was like, "Okay, so mm-hmm. are you talking about when Dean died and turned into a demon, <laughs> you know, or, or went to purgatory?" You, were you using, yeah, or, we're using "couple" mm-hmm. as you know, not really meaning two, and maybe talking about back in season three. You know,
1: who knows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was so funny? Um, okay, and then he said at the end, "The horse ranch is in." New Mexico, where they were going to retire. Mm-hmm. So they're still, yeah, since Sam and Dean know that, maybe they'll just catch up sometime. Um, they'd want to drag them back into it. But what if Sam and Dean were desperate and needed a place to lay low? Maybe they'd go to, to Cesar and Jesse. And that could oh, be a story that would because be they, oh, they, That would be great. Yeah, they could they could hide out there. And then, of course, you know, Bad guys would come looking for him and they'd be dragging Cesar and Jesse back into it. But, you know, and, you know once you're in that life, it's
2: hard die. to. Like, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Selfie cannot them. die. I'm good.
1: <laughs> yes. Kill them. They have to move the horse ranch somewhere else. You know, they could maybe, you know, start a fire or something, but they can't die. <laughs> but that could be an episode where where they could go back to them and say, you know, we need a place to hide. Like they used to go hide at Bobby's and, and, and that, you know, that would be, that would be really cool. Like you said, I just want to make sure Jesse and Cesar are still alive at the end of the episode, but that'd be cool. Um,
2: Oh, one thing that I thought was neat, um, reminded me of it because I'm watching it in the scenes on the screen right now is Mm -hmm. that, Mine shaft, that mine shaft where they went to is the same one from season one's Wendigo. So ah. that was cool seeing the Wendigo area again. and
1: it, it also reminds cool me—Sam me? had said Wendigo at the end when he said, "You know, I was yeah, afraid something got go. you know." Now, yeah, cool, he said Wendigo. And yes. Yeah.
2: The mineshafts also of course can't help but think of Jensen and my buddy Valentine. You know, in the mineshafts and right. everything. So <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Yep. Oh, what did you what did you think of the monsters? It was a crazy, crazy monster. I mean it you know, kind of paralleled um cicadas, of course. Um, every twenty seven years. And they I think they're aren't they due to come, come back? To come up from the ground this year. Or there's got to be some kind of actual. I well, about
2: real cicadas. I have no idea. <laughs> I know that they're <laughs> around sometimes, and that's about all I know about them. I think I saw. Uh, that. I remember. I I when were... Somebody
1: mentioned it. Yeah, somebody mentioned it on Twitter that it it was a parallel, nice parallel to the actual cicada <laughs> coming back this year. I know. I know when I was a kid, seeing the little
2: husks and things, I thought it was so creepy. Um, it is creepy. But as yeah. as to the monsters, I I was even I, I'm still a bit confused about about them. I don't really totally mm-hmm. understand their their whole thing. Um, uh, you know, apparently I I don't get so apparent they can't pr- reproduce themselves, so they have to possess a human and turn the human into a monster and then the monster turn the male monster turns the female monster and then has sex with the female monster to get her pregnant i th- i think <laughs> that's what they were saying um and then um yeah. the female doesn't have to be alive for the monster baby to be born cuz they were all dead with the live green right. monster worm things so the yeah. mom the mom doesn't have to be alive apparently Whatever. It's just like an incubator, took, I guess. Whatever that was that took Maddie and um you know, it sounded like it wasn't a human possessed by one of those things. It sounded like it was an actual thing.
1: Mm-hmm. So, because
2: it looked different and everything and so I was well, the one that you. took Libby also. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Today.
1: Yeah. Okay, so we have we saw that weird picture. So they take a human, and they said it enters through their mouth, and they have to yeah, take so over how, because because they're junkless. How? I guess they have to take over a male and female hosts, and then they mate whichever one they take over, and then they have Basan is the name of the monster I think Basan. They they what, what, become incubators. What, I don't get the, it. the females, the females, and then the males protect the females. But but the actual creature actually is junkless because remember, um, Corey said that the, the whatever took yeah Lizzie,
2: yeah exactly well, she wasn't
1: sure if it was a man or a woman. It didn't have anything. I, she was cute. She like she said, it didn't have you know. And she pointed down, and Dean just cracked me up. Uh, penis, he goes like that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And she goes, it didn't have
1: a ge- Made me laugh, <laughs> of course. <laughs>
2: what, what confuses me about it is if they're an actual physical creature, mm-hmm. how do they possess somebody through the mouth? You know, um, I can understand demons. And they're like human size, right? They're yeah, like humans.
1: Aren't they human size? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So the they... demons
2: I get, because they're, they're demons are just smoke. So, yeah, I get how right. they can do it. Mhm. How does the physical thing i physical body um yeah. yeah, I'm yeah, so I'm still confused on their whole story, but yeah, they were creepy, even though I don't understand them at all,
1: they were very creepy, <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah, I wondered, are they sure that could like make their body fit like kind of almost boneless, you know how some creatures can like. Like are so flexible and fluid, they can fit into little tiny spaces even though they're big. I, you know, one thing I was afraid of when they when they find Libby in the mine, and you see her, you know, very pregnant stomach. And I'm like, if that becomes like alien and it just all the baby chitters just leap out of there, I'm just gonna have a heart attack right here. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, like,
2: oh.
1: but thank God it didn't do that. Oh. I guess because they take a while, of course, because 27 years.
2: Was I the only one worried about Cesar at the end? Because, you know, he got injured. And mm-hmm. so, I w- um, my husband was watching it with me. We're like, oh, my God, he got bit. Something's, you know, something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. He, got, he got hurt. We thought he got bit and was going to turn into one of those things. And mm-hmm. so, I was so worried about him. And then that part where Dean was in the mine and you see something come up behind him, and mm-hmm. I thought it was. I thought it was Caesar. I thought it was like, oh crap! Oh. He turned, yep, they got him. He turned into one of those, and so I was so upset. But then the next scene, they show Caesar with his blade, and I'm like, oh well, no, there he is, <laughs> you know. So, but <laughs> thank God, I was survived.
1: yeah, I I was mm-hmm. so scared that he he was gonna get yeah, him. I I thought for sure I. Mm-hmm. I know. I was I was concerned, but you know, he made he, he showed he was pretty. Pretty badass fighting when he came up and saved Dean. And I like that also that Dean came running up with the machete and, and saved him, you know, from the one creature and then went um, running after him, which, I don't know, I just like see Dean, liked seeing Dean come running up with that blade and then running off again, you know, it's like chasing everything. So it was just a great scene. And so they were kind of like even you know it's like he saved dean dean saved him so i i mm-hmm. thought that was cool there was there's something um when you were talking about caesar it was puzzling caesar says at least to me um he said i hate when i lose my blade and then dean said something like well you could have stepped in here any time or something like that and that was when dean lost his blade and then beheaded yeah, I, the guy with a shovel, I, which also was very badass. But I was like a little bit puzzled. Why? Why did he say that?
2: I think Cesar was kind of like commiserating with Dean because Dean had lost his mm-hmm. place. So he's like, "Oh, I hate, I hate when that happens," you know, kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I think that's what right. it was. And then Dean was like, "Dean was like, well, you, you had your place. You could have you could have come in here and killed <laughs> him," you
1: know. I think yeah, it was that type okay. of thing. Okay, but I thought. Cesar was actually pretty busy at the time with his own chair you know also but do everything at once okay yeah. um, oh this is a, another episode uh, again showing how interesting all the characters were and how well well written it was usually don't I'm not big on episodes where Sam and Dean are separated but Dean went with Cesar the first time to look for the look for the burrow in the woods, and Sam went with Jesse to go talk to the sheriff, and they both had their com- interesting conversations and everything. And I enjoyed them working together so much with the new character. I I didn't mind that Sam and Dean yeah, were yeah. doing different things.
2: <laughs> same. I, mm-hmm. I was the same. I I really enjoyed it. Plus, you know, it gives you know. Either Jared or Jensen, probably, you know, a day off. You know, the day mm-hmm. that Jared's filming his scenes with Jesse, you know, Jensen doesn't have to work. And the day that Jensen's mm-hmm. filming his scenes with Cesar, Jared doesn't have to work. So it gives them their day off. Plus, they did it in an, uh, that kept the story interesting. And mm-hmm. like you said, I totally did not mind them being separated because it was done in a really good way.
0: hmm.
1: Yeah and And the things they they talk about, like when Caesar and Dean are, are in the car and they're talking, and Caesar says, "You know, someone loses someone that young, it never heals over." and And yeah, um, yeah he says, um, hunters get their revenge, but it, but it never fixes them. And Dean says, and he smiles because he knows very well, of course, he says, "But you got to help them get it anyway." And, and he says he's known a couple that got their revenge. Of course, he's probably thinking him and Sam first on the list for for some things, and some other hunters as as well. But I thought that was a that was a nice conversation between Dean could really identify with.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was told you know you know without them ever saying a word, he was thinking about Mary. You know he lost Mary mm-hmm. when he was little, and Sam and Dean got the revenge on Yellow Eyes. So mm-hmm. without them ever even saying a word, you knew exactly what he meant, and that's yeah. the kind of that's that's the kind of writing I like. You know,
1: you, mm-hmm. you can tell yeah. what
2: they're saying without saying it. So
1: yeah, like Dean had, didn't have to go on in a incredibly long detailed explanation because we know why he identifies, and Caesar doesn't need to know. You know the details. Maybe right. you know maybe eventually he'll hear about it, but he um. Didn't need to know, and then Sam and Jesse are talking, and um, um, Jesse's talking about you know nobody accepted him. Maddie was the only one who was there for him, of course. You know, older brother, and he says um, um, couldn't accept anything about him. And then his his older brother was became a monster, and he says um, you know how do you accept something like that? And you know Sam's thinking, well Dean accepted. Me when I drank demon blood and I accepted Dean when he had he when he was a demon and had the mark of Cain. So again, you don't need specific reminders. You know what Sam's thinking of, but you know that he's identifying right. the whole monster conversation. So yeah, it was really great. I mean, you know, <laughs> I love Supernatural, but they they do occasionally love their anvils. <laughs> And this episode <laughs> did not have them. <laughs> yeah, it's like this episode did not have them. It well, you could see definitely plenty of yes, it was Anvil it was anvil free <laughs> zone. <laughs> um I mean I mean there were obvious um uh, obviously some parallels characters who could identify with other characters in their stories. They had a lot of shared like emotions about things but nobody hit anybody else over the head with it. So, again, great stuff. Yeah, Nancy Wong, great job. Please stick around. I don't know if you're even thinking about going somewhere else, but don't. <laughs> Please stay. <laughs> I mean, and, it reminded me a um, lot of – sorry. I
2: talk about Nancy Wong's stay around. I'd like to see more from Eduardo Sanchez. I thought he was a fantastic mm. director. And he directed one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my life, Blair Witch Project, which I think most people have seen. Um, that is one of just like two movies that I refuse to watch again because that last <laughs> scene just scared the crap out of me. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, yeah, I've never seen it. I was on... like, no, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank yeah, you. <laughs> it is it, <it's> so <laughs> like, creepy. Yeah. The very last scene. Mm-hmm did it for me. I was like, oh, I'm out of here. I'm done. <laughs> so yeah, really, really good. And mm-hmm. so knowing that he did Blair, what Blair Witch Project and this episode, I would love to see more from him. He he was, he was, great. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see him
1: direct more. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely some really um, beautiful Moments in it. I mean, like, you know, we're in the mine with just the flashlights and um, the gorgeous scenery. And the one you mentioned where you go from um, Jesse as a boy with the coin to adult Jesse finding the coin. Yeah, there was a lot of really beautiful, beautiful stuff in this. Um, yeah, I loved it. I'm just. I'm to notes a little bit. Um, I noticed uh, we. Oh. I guess we don't. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I, I was going to say we, we had a caller, but they but they was, disappeared just as I said it. Oh, so Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry, back. caller. I
2: was I was talking too much. I'm sorry, caller. Um, quick, ca- there was a little cameo in it from someone who's been in a few episodes before. Um, Kuma, a beautiful white dog. That is owned by the supernatural assistant director and sometimes director Kevin Parks. So she walks by um, towards the beginning when Sam and Dean are coming out of um Etta Fraser's house. The blonde lady um, mm-hmm. Kuma walks by and says like, "Hey, you know, there, there's Kuma." Mm-hmm. And it, she's been in a few. I, Kuma may be a he. I was giving her she and I think Kuma's a he. I think Kuma's uh, a he. He's like, oh. I think Kuma's a he. Yeah. <laughs> And so he's a like, Kuma you know,
1: Kuma's a samoyed. He's a, so he's a beautiful Samoyed. And yeah, gorgeous.
2: I have mm-hmm. I I've gotten to pet him before because Kevin Parks brings oh. him to on every now and then. So I've gotten to pet him. Mm-hmm. Beautiful dog. So it's like
1: I like seeing Kuma in there again. He was just gorgeous and Kevin tweeted that he had just been brushed out. He walked with the extra who who had him on a leash really well and he didn't. He, he's just beautiful. He's not that awesome. old, so I remember when he was a puppy. Yeah, so yeah, mm-hmm. he's, just, he's just gorgeous. Yeah, he's a Samoyed, and I had a friend years ago who raised champion Samoyeds, and <laughs> they're huge, huge and fluffy and very smart, and one of them really wanted my bagel. <laughs> <laughs> I had a bagel, and it was funny because he came up and he sat right in front of me and just stared. <laughs> Actually came and stood in front of me and stared, and I said, and I said, Sit. His name was Gizmo, and I said, Gizmo, sit. And Gizmo, sat. <laughs> so I gave him a piece of my bagel. <laughs> I said, you're a good boy, Gizmo. But, yeah, yeah, they're they're just gorgeous.
2: Yeah. So and he's kind of going to get his SAG
1: card pretty soon, I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I <a> right? <laughs> That's what
2: I said. He's going to start demanding his own trailer and credits, opening, mm-hmm. in, you know, <laughs> in the opening credits. And, um. I thought the name of the title, Chitters, was perfect once the Eddie character was describing that it came from mm-hmm. her grandma, that she, from the sounds that they make. And that is kind mm-hmm. of the sound of the cicadas, that the, you know, cicadas make that sound mm-hmm. too, kind of. So I was like, right. Chitters is a perfect word to describe that sound. So I thought that was really, mm-hmm. really cool.
1: Yes. Yeah. And I liked that she'd heard tales from her grandmother, you know, and like, many things like that, you know, they really are based in probably some kind of fact, you know, that that have had some kind of embellishment or whatever. But, but, and of course, Etta didn't really believe it. I mean, she kind of listened and she said, wasn't taking any chances, you know, but she was like, oh, this is kind of crazy stuff. But of course, everything meant something to Sam and Dean. And um, yeah, it was kind of fun. And I liked how she called her grand. And then Dean said, "So what else did your grand say?" He didn't say your grandma. What else did your grand say? You know. Yeah. (laughs) It was was cute. Kind of identifying with her. Yeah. (laughs) But I'm just thinking of her flirting with Sam again. (laughs) Did Jared and (laughs) Jensen? The expressions on their faces—they don't have to say anything. They do such a great job. You know. So. Um. That was fun. And the whole with um Dean calling Sam a sinner and a rebel, you know, for smoking pot and yeah. and, and all that. It was just you sinner, you know. Ooh, rebel. And, and then I love, love, love Sam calling, You're an idiot because <laughs> it's just like <laughs> an annoying little brother <laughs> thing to say you're an idiot.
2: <laughs> and I love the way Dean said, with that little
1: yeah. smile on his
2: face.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, that was great. That was probably, like, the fastest gif in the last out there. It just, like, popped right up, because that's just wonderful, the way he says it. Dude, He does love annoying damn Oh, let's see.
0: What else about this episode?
1: Um... Okay, um, I I will talk about it. <laughs> it's uh, you know we're an hour into our podcast and yeah, we do have to talk about it. It was in the episode, and this is Susan talking. And I will say that my opinions do not necessarily reflect those of the podcast or Becky. <laughs> when I say we had our obligatory mention of. Gotta find Cass. Researching like crazy, can't find anything by Dean and Sam going, Well, okay, but let's at least work a case and don't worry, we'll find him. Um my you can go back and listen to other podcasts and you know my opinion is that they they just kinda say it because they feel like they need to remind us that, that Cass is has Lucifer is possessed by Lucifer and is kind of stuck with it. And last we saw, he was being tortured by Omara. And Sam says, "Well, she must want him for something, and so he's probably alive." And I actually thought he kind of gave Cass kind of a backhanded compliment because he Ca- Sam says Cast is stronger than he looks. I'm like, um, well, thanks a lot. <laughs> you know? I can almost kind of okay thought it was funny yeah I, I understand what he meant okay. <laughs> but um
2: i i, I totally yeah. understand what you're saying with the obligatory mention of Cass because yep. okay if you're going to do it you know i think they should show sam and dean are worried throughout the whole episode even you know not just at the beginning and it's more like oh remember cast you know cast is um possessed by Lucifer, and Amara's got them. Oh, look, here's a new case, shiny, and, you know, it's kind of like, oh, a squirrel, you know. (laughs) It's it's, it's honestly (laughs) like, you know, oh, you know, something better has come along, let's move on to that, and it's not giving the cast, you know, the Cassifer, Amara storyline, in my opinion, the respect Mm -hmm. it deserves. Either don't mention it at all, Mm -hmm. or mention it more than just once at the beginning and be like, squirrel, you know, like I said, and move on to something else. Because to me, that's what it feels like. It's like, oh, Mm -hmm. we're thinking about cats. Oh, something else is more interesting. Let's move on to that. That's honestly how it feels.
1: Yeah.
2: To me. To me, at least. To me. I could be, Mm -hmm. you know, that other people Mm -hmm. may not feel that way. In my opinion, that's how it feels.
1: (laughs) Well, I thought, Similarly, I mean, we, we see Dean researching like crazy. Sam's concerned. He's like, you know, you need to sleep. I like uh, Dean, sleeping is the new smoking. And Sam's like, no, sitting is the new smoking, which means, of course, it's very bad for you to sit for hours at a time at your desk or whatever. But it was it was actually very funny. And I like Dean going, that can't be right. <laughs> you know, it's just, yeah. it's just the way that that can't be right. Um, but then, you know, Sam says, well, let's find this case. And Sam doesn't look. Uh, Dean doesn't look too thrilled about it, but they go do it. And the next thing we see, like you said, it's like night and day. Dean's like happy to be on the case. And he's teasing Sam and, you know, uh, fighting off chitters, and researching and talking about orgies. And, and, and like, I think I, I would have found him researching and having sleepless nights and worried about a cast. I would have bought it better if he had still been researching during their case and still concerned or like you yeah. said, mentioned right, it more right. than once and, and looked like still like he was really worried or said something to Sam like, Let's let's tie this case case up and get home because I want to go back to researching or or Sam saying, you know, while you're driving let me research and have them discuss something else about, about Amara or Cats or her, or, or whatever, but I just it, it feels a little bit like well, we didn't forget about him, you know, because it's been worse that they said nothing at all. I think, you know, but um, yeah, and again, it's like at least they mentioned it and they said well it was about a week later, and it's a little it's a little odd, but. But, yeah, she said, oh, cool, you know.
2: It's exactly what it feels like. (laughs) -hmm.
1: And at the end, it would have been easy to say, well, um, let's get back to the bunker. I got an idea of where to look or something like that, you know, just to kind of tie it up, bookend it a little bit and say, you know, back to cast. Or even if we got a... Well no, that would have been too much. I say I don't know if it, you could have like could have had a glimpse of Cass and the but that's that's coming up. So yeah, we can't have that in this episode too much. <laughs> Excuse
2: me. Plus, you know, the actors, um you know Misha, you know, Misha's not a regular like Jared and Jens you know, he's not a lead mm-hmm. like Jared and Jensen, he's just a uh, regular and regulars have different contracts than Jared and Jensen, whereas Jared mm-hmm. and Jensen are contracted for every episode. Misha's only contracted for a certain amount, which I think is eleven right. or twelve. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, something so, like yeah, that. Yeah.
1: And as well as Mark Shepard, And we're not sure how right, many exactly. um, uh Emily Swallow is to be Amara and yeah, it's all it's all uh, different, you know, and it's and it's actually very difficult to juggle. You know storylines and arcs and plots, and keep in mind that you've only got this actor for so many episodes, and this actor for maybe one more episode than that actor. And then, you know you've got, you've got Jared and Jensen every episode, but they're not the same amount of time in every single episode. And it's a it's a logistics on a show like that are crazy. So yeah, I mean I you know we're uh, fans talk about well why wasn't so and so in this or why weren't they doing that well. The reality is, you know, people have contracts and it's a business and it depends the way things are written and where they're needed and et cetera. So it's a lot to juggle that for the business side, the practical side, and have the story still make sense. So, And I think Supernatural does the best job that they can with all of those things. Every show has issues like that. Um right. Uh, well, yeah, I have a, another show that I enjoy very much, not the same as supernatural, but I enjoy it very much. I actually liked it because in the beginning the two main characters and the actors were um, had a very similar relationship to Sam and Dee and Jared and Jensen. It was its wife I vote, Stephen Danny um, and it's played by Scott Conn and Alex O'Loughlin, very similar. Friendship and Relationship, but Scott Kahn just backed off more and more and more about being in Hawaii. How you can hate living in Hawaii, I don't know, but he manages it. <laughs> and and um, they have to think of increasingly creative ways to have reasons for him to not be working on a case, and it's so different and sometimes they don't always resolve it very well or they just don't mention them at all and it really doesn't make sense. So uh, and it's annoying and I don't feel the same way about the show that I used to. So hats off uh, and kudos to Supernatural for doing a pretty darn good job of juggling all that, that stuff. So
0: Anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: If anybody's still awake, <laughs> we're going to talk some more about Supernatural now. <laughs> you know, it is Supernatural, but it, it's not an uncommon pr- problem. You know, it's not, they're not the only show that has has to deal with something like that. And you think, oh, they can't handle it. Well, they do handle it really well compared to a lot of other shows who can't seem to. <laughs> so, credit to right, them.
2: and yeah. not to get into... Fandom drama cuz try to stay away from that. But, you know, um you know, because it's our show and we love it, you know, we're, we we cr- you know, a lot of people have, you know, complain about things with the show and it's like they they forget that Supernatural's not the only show that ever aired on television. You know, there's, mm. there's been been mill- thousands of shows before, there'll be thousands of shows after, and mm. each one basically is the same. <laughs> you know, They have the same <laughs> problems. Same storyline mm-hmm. problems. You know, fans the you know I know you know, there are fans gripe about, you know, if you if you check any fandom, there's gonna be fans upset. And it's, mm-hmm. that, it's just that way. Back in the X Files days, uh you know, you and I were there, you know, we remember all the mm-hmm. drama from men. Um oh, Buffy yeah. always had Buffy had drama. Uh, you know, every fandom has drama. So, you know, it's not just ours. It's just the way you put, you know, a bunch of different people with different thoughts and different views and different opinions, put them together,
1: you're going to have drama. So, it's not just us. Indeed. Oh, and it goes, like you said, it goes way back to shows. It goes into movies. I mean, I remember the... Han Solo versus Luke Skywalker wars, you know? How how dare you like Han better than Luke? Luke is the star of the movie, blah blah blah. So, you know, it's it's everywhere. So you're like, yeah. Sometimes you know you have issues, but like you said, well, you know, happens in every show. Just 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 enjoy, enjoy what you got. And Supernatural is a special show, but enjoy what you got. And um, yep. fandom drama will be there. It's been there before. It's it's there now, and it'll be happening again in the future on <laughs> shows that have yet to air. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, you said you were mentioning Buffy. <laughs> mm-hmm. This is like a this is a crazy little tangent, but I I had the craziest dream the other night, and Jared was in it. <laughs> And he came in and he told me, "I'm," I, he says, I, I need to play a joke. And I'm not sure who he was playing the joke on. But he stole my Buffy calendar to play the joke on somebody. And I'm like, how dare you? are taking my Buffy calendar. <laughs> and then, you know, it's a dream. It just kept moving on. But it made me laugh at my Buffy calendar to play a joke on somebody. I have no idea what joke it was. But it was crazy. Dreams are wacky. So I wonder what that means. I mm, a buffy calendar. Like is he stealing time, you know, is he like taking time away, you know? And it was Jared, not Sam. From um, Buffy. Which is also He's interesting. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> taking time away from Buffy. <laughs> I don't know what that means. So, anyway. I do think that um, um, Caesar saying to Dean about, you know, you lose somebody and then um, what they talked about, do you think that's going to have like, is that like a little bit of foreshadowing for the end of the season? Do you think for the mm-hmm. last of the arc that, that there's going to be like Sam or Dean? I mean, just uh, really, that happens a lot anyway. But uh, do you think it's like any kind of foreshadowing? I, it very well could be. I don't want to think about it like that, but it could be. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> And again speaking of Buffy and this is actually a little spoil alert there's um, a title of of an upcoming supernatural episode not the next one it might be the one after that called we happy few and which is of, of course from the very famous St. Crispin's Day speech by Henry V in Shakespeare and he says we few we happy few um we band of brothers once more into the breach, and yes, I know I'm missing parts of it. It's a fantastic speech, you know. Get the get the movie, you know, see Kenneth Browner's version, or read the play, whatever. But, but always, 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 Buffy has spoiled me for that because of Spike in the gift I was thing. Say we Buffy, do. Yeah. We we have we bugger we band of buggers. <laughs> yes, yeah. and I think that's probably um, suits Supernatural better than. <laughs> We, we, well, Band of Brothers kind of, but also it's like they're also a the band of buggered, which I never, ever will I be able to hear that speech and not think of Spike doing his version with Giles. Yeah. Anything else about this episode? I'm kind of just flipping through my notes just to see if there's anything else.
2: I was trying to think, and I can't think of anything. I think we covered it. I mm-hmm. cannot wait for this week's episode. Oh, I'm I am so know. excited. Oh, I know. I, I can't wait. Don't call me Shirley is the name, which um, <laughs> I have some. I have some theories on what that may possibly mean. Um, if you're completely spoiler-free and don't like talking about even series on what the next episode may be, this might be the time to just go ahead and say bye. And you know, <laughs> so we understand. <laughs> <along>.
1: We understand. <laughs> but
2: I want to talk about that. First of all, you know, every, you know, mm-hmm. you watch the airplane movies, you know, it's a play <laughs> on the line that's said a lot in the airplane movies by Leslie Nielsen, um, but it's spelled the way Chuck spells his last name, Shirley. And my theory is, you know how, and as I've said on podcasts before, I uh, my opinion is Supernatural confirmed that God mm-hmm. is Chuck, Chuck is God. And so by the, them am saying, don't call me Shirley, I think that means in this episode, because, you know, we know Rob Benedict's back in it. He was in the promo photos. I think he's going to tell the guys, hey, I'm God. <laughs> mm-hmm. Don't call me Shirley. Mm-hmm. Don't call me Chuck, Shirley, I'm God. Um, that's my feeling on the title. I could be completely wrong. He may not tell them, but that's my feeling. Mm-hmm. And knowing that Jared has said that out of the 50 gazillion episodes that they've had, <laughs> that um, mm-hmm. this is his most favorite one ever, oh, I cannot
1: wait. Mm-hmm. I oh, I oh, I'm so excited. I'm also nervous because, you know, expectations like that and dare saying, say, yeah. like, how could he even possibly live up to it? But I, me too, I'm, I'm also really excited about it. And is this the episode where where Jensen said that he got so unexpectedly emotional about a certain scene be- that he asked for his yeah. coverage to go first?
2: Mm. I think this wow. is the one. I could be wrong, but I
1: think it is. So,
2: Yeah. Mm.
1: I mean, imagine, oh, I imagine wait. for Sam and I, I know. Imagine for Sam and Dean to have a chance to talk to God, you know, and and, and maybe even if it's still a little he, bit ambiguous. I mean, imagine the conversation between Dean and God, like, why did you choose me? Why is this life like this? You know, why? Why has there been such sacrifice? Or it could be, maybe God will ask Dean to make a sacrifice, like God asked um, Abraham. That that would, oh, my gosh. What I think will be neat about it, because they
2: won't be talking to God as God, you know, the big, grand God, you know, that we think of, you know. You know, they know him as Chuck. They have a relationship with Chuck. You know, they think of him Mm -hmm. as this Weasley little guy who wrote books about Mm -hmm. him without their permission. And, you know, that they can, like, kind of boss around kind of guy. And so they have that relationship with him and then to be able to talk with him as God, you know, I think they would still kind of talk to him in the same way they would with Chuck, as Chuck, but just, you know, with a little more, you know, why didn't you tell us, you know, kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. I don't think, I don't think they will talk to him with all the reverence and everything that you would normally when you talk to God, you know, I think they'll talk to him as Chuck. It's like, dude, dude, why didn't you tell us, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait.
1: Oh, I can't wait. Yeah. And I think, you know, Dean has said more than once, you know, that he's not happy, that he's got kind of a bone to pick with God, too, you know, and, and, oh, yeah. he, mm-hmm. you know, they've had a tough, rough life, and like, where, where were you when we needed you? Um, well, again, it's a you know, very similar parallel to, to, um, Preacher, where the main character in that, Jesse, Cust- Jesse Custer, goes looking for God. And, um, same thing, you know. I got I got something to talk to him about, and we know that preacher was one of the comics' influences way back when. They Eric Kripke, and I don't think he was the only one either. So, yeah.
2: I could totally see Dean kind of, you know, how he intimidates people. You know, walks up on them and they walk backwards. Mm-hmm. You know, I could totally mm-hmm. see him trying to do that with Chuck. It's like. You were there, you know, you knew what mm-hmm. was going on and you didn't help us. Mm-hmm. You know, talking about mm-hmm. back in, you know, season four and season mm-hmm. five. And you know, it's like you know, you knew what was going on, you were God and you could have done something and you didn't. I could totally see him mm-hmm. still doing that with Chuck, you know.
1: Mhm. I wonder if God will see Cathafer. Um Because Cass, not always a big fan either of his of the boss, (laughs) you know. So I, yeah, hmm, very so many possibilities. And I think I'm pretty sure Rob Benedict stayed around for more than one episode. So I don't think God's going to be so quick to leave. So hmm, yeah, full possibilities. um,
2: when they, um, you know, when the guys with Jared Jensen and Misha were live tweeting some episodes that was out, that was being filmed after this, I'm like, I'm thinking this is mm. this will be episode 20, 19, 20. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like um, 22 and 23, you know, the season finale and the one before it. Mm-hmm. I think Rob Benedict was, you know was there when they were doing the live tweeting
1: so Mhm. Yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah,
1: I'm excited. This again, this has been overall a super good season. Like really solid. Oh, it's you know, so like good. Yeah. Really really good. I mean, there's some been some like gems of episodes and and even in the ones that were not Great. They still had like good moments in, in, and yeah. And like I said, there's like a theme this season of people surviving, characters surviving, which that alone, <laughs> you know, was a great, uh, um, a nice change. Just really good to see. Um, yeah. I'm excited. Like, I'm really excited about the end of the season. I wonder how they're going to do this, I wonder how they're going to handle this. Um, I haven't always been 100% on board with um, the Amara thing, <laughs> but I'm loving everything else about it. You know, I like everybody, how they react to her and deal with her, try to deal with her, all the other characters. So, And that's nothing on Emily's follow. It's just, you know, we'll see. Sometimes she's pretty badass. Amara. I
2: think if Sometimes, I have hmm. any complaints, if I have any complaints mm-hmm. at all about this season, I think it may be that mm-hmm. there's not been enough Mark she- not enough Mark Shepard for me. I mm-hmm. you know, I know. Like we said, you yeah, he's on. He's contracted for you mm-hmm. know a certain amount of episodes, but it seems like even the episodes that he's in, he's not in very much. It, to me, I feel mm-hmm. like I've barely seen him this season, and I love me some Mark Shepard. I love Crowley, and yeah, mm-hmm. no, it's just not. He's barely been in the season, It's how I feel. Um, i you know, it may just so be good. me, other people. Yeah, and I, I'd like to have more Mark Shepard.
1: Well, maybe, maybe um, they were saving up all their Crowley for the end of the season, and we'll get a bunch. And Rowena is back in the mix as well. So, hmm yeah, She's got a, well, maybe figure in there somewhere. I also wonder where on earth are they going to go for a big bath after this <laughs> God, god sister. it
2: It reminds me kind of like you know how, back to Buffy Buffy season five, they're dealing with a god, hell God, you know, mm-hmm. and so season six, it was just three nerds, and this, mm. and it and it was a nerd actually who did the most damage of anybody, out of any big bad that they had. You know, it was Warren Mm -hmm. the Nerd who killed Tara and shot Buffy. And Mm -hmm. um, so even though they were just three nerdy guys, you know, they did more damage than anybody. So, uh, you know, I think it would be interesting if Supernatural did that. Not necessarily Mm go with nerds, um, but, you know, go with somebody Mm -hmm. who's like maybe somebody – you know, just a regular person who causes havoc and they get a lot of power, you know, kinda of, kinda of do you know, like Warren, you know, kinda of do something like that, you know, who I think that would be really interesting to see Sam and Dean go against a per a human being instead mm-hmm. of uh, you know, God or God's sister or uh you know, a demon. Uh you know, it would be interesting to see Sam and Dean having to figure out what to do with a person.
0: hmm
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're the, you go that big, I mean, I don't know how much bigger you can go. So, again, so that's kind of a basic thing. And then it's like, yeah, well, like we've talked before, sometimes the worst monster is just a human, you know, that we've seen. Right. Like the vendors and, God, we we had one of those this season too he's just an actual human being but he was just horrible and creepy hmm. so yeah well, I do think it would be interesting yeah well there's a season 12 um any, I, I, okay, I think we've talked about the episode. We've talked about the upcoming episode. <laughs> I, I don't think there's <laughs> anything else about the episode. I mean, yeah, definitely again, um, congratulations to Nancy Juan, the writer, the director Eduardo Sanchez, the entire entire crew, <laughs> and amazing cast and guest characters. I, I'm glad you all survived. Great episode. Um, any any news supernatural news um an episode of supernatural got a big time nomination recently yeah that was great
2: um the um episode just my imagination written by jenny Del uh jenny i always want to call her her twitter name jenny klein yeah me too Um, i was gonna say jenny bell herpes (laughs) i know that's her twitter name jenny klein (laughs) and um directed by richard spate jr it um, was nominated for a Hugo Award, which is a huge, huge thing. So congratulations mm-hmm. to them. It was a, one of, you know, another fantastic episode, one of my favorites from the season. And I think that's just awesome. And wish them best of luck and keep my fingers crossed. Hope they win.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a, a fantastic episode. They totally deserved and um, I'm thrilled, thrilled for all of them. When are the announcements for the winners? Do you do you know?
2: I don't know, but I will have to find out. Yeah, I'm like,
1: hmm, so excited about the nomination. I'm like, well, wait a minute. What, when are we going to know if they won or not? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a big deal, a really big deal. Hugo Award, been around forever. Um, Any other news? Anything else we need to let everybody know? I
2: can't think of anything.
1: Hmm.
2: Um, I think we're good. Of course, you can always... Supernatural's done filming filming for the year, so everybody's on hiatus.
1: Hmm. You can tell from Jared and Jensen's hiatus beards. They're (laughs) they're starting to come in. (laughs) And they are out and about, so... Very cool. Um, please do check our website, WinchesterRose.com. Follow us on Twitter at Winchester Rose and Facebook. Um, we will definitely have all and any supernatural news, um, perhaps the Hugo winner, <laughs> whatever we find out, and um, uh, keep up with us. Keep up with us there for the rest of the season. Episodic news. Um, and podcasts uh, that when they'll be happening, and also, over the summer, uh, it tends to quiet down a little bit, but things uh, still do uh, go on. So, please do follow us, and we will definitely keep you up on everything. Um, but, we still have four more episodes, 20 through 23, and I don't think there's any more breaks, right? We're going to go straight through to the finale. Straight through. Okay. Straight through. All right. So straight through episodes, straight through podcast. We will be here to talk about every episode. And I guess that's it for now. Shall we sign off?
2: Let's go for it. Okay. Oh, I'm being told, I, I just got a text real quick from a uh, from friend, Sandra, who said the Hugo Awards. Or August 20th. So thank ah. you, Sandra.
1: Yes, thank you. And um, right around, they'll be filming. That might be kind of close to VanCon, so it would be really cool if it was announced and they won um, while the show was filming and there was a convention going on. That would be cool. All right. Now I think we're done. <laughs> <laughs> <Thanks> for tonight. <laughs> yeah, all right. Thanks everybody for listening, and we'll see you next week. We'll let Jared and Jensen say goodnight.
0: Hey, I'm Jared Padalecki, and this is Jensen Ackles, and you're listening to Winchester Radio.